the reason I want to share this is because this is the world of coffee we deserve to have. This is the way we have to treat each other. The competitional part has to happen on stage and it is okay, but uh, not in our everyday life. We cannot improve the, the coffee world without uh, helping and sharing our passion to each other. Welcome to the I'm Not a Barista podcast. We're here to talk about all things coffee, from industry careers, brewing tips, community support, and more. We hope their stories inspire you because humanity runs on coffee, and together we can empower all the people behind every cup. Happy New Year and welcome back to the I'm Not a Barista podcast. It's great to have you with us as we kick off a fresh, brutastic year. We hope you've had a wonderful start to 2024. We want to extend a heartfelt apology for the unexpected hiatus these past few months. The team was deeply immersed in bringing our Momentum Grinder project to life. The good news? We've successfully shipped the first batch and we couldn't be more thrilled about it. Your patience and support have been incredible and we're excited to say we're now back on track. As we dive back into the heart of coffee culture, we've got some fantastic stories lined up for you. Kicking things off, we're sharing a conversation recorded last year with the remarkable Savina Giacchia from Greece. It just goes to show it's never too late to share a great conversation with uh, coffee professionals. So um, grab your favorite cup of coffee and let's get back into the swing of things. Hello. Okay. Uh, first of all, let's say that uh, I'm a coffee lover. This is the first thing I have to share. Uh, I work as a coffee expert here in Greece for my team, Nestle Professional. I am the national champion of uh, Brewers Cup for 2023. And also I achieved the second place at the World's Brewers Cup for this year. I had never thought that this would be my job until uh, I was 23 years old and uh, I returned back to my hometown uh, to decide what I would actually do in my life. <laughs> until then, I studied uh, speech and language therapy and uh, I also tried too many other things uh, in which I was very good, but there was also always something missing. Uh, I was working uh, for sales, uh, I was a photographer. Uh, so um, I decided to to think more about what I'm going to do finally, what uh, is going to be my job. Uh, I had to decide. So uh, during this period, I just uh, ended up working in a coffee shop uh, for the first time in my life, just to have an income. Uh, this is the first time I understood how it really feels when you do what you love. Uh, since then, I decided to go on with uh, more and more seminars about coffee and coffee trips around the world uh, to enhance my taste perception and get uh, the insights from other markets. I spent uh, three or uh, four years working in coffee shops uh, in Larissa and Thessaloniki here in Greece and uh, continuously empower myself so I can get uh, more and more opportunities in the coffee industry. And um, after that, uh, my dream job came through. Uh, I applied for Nestle Professional when they were looking for a coffee expert. And uh, now I'm proudly going through my third year in this company. 
and uh, it is really like a, a dream job for every person in the coffee industry. Thank you. So you talk about before you became a barista, you were doing other things that not coffee related, right? Uh, you talk about therapists and something else. Maybe you can tell us more about what happened after you graduated from university and then what was life before coffee? Actually, uh, my studies was about uh, speech and language therapy, uh, but uh, it was not something that I really loved to do. And uh, I couldn't live with this uh, thought in my life. So I tried something uh, more artistic, let's say. I uh, went for photography. I was a photographer for about four years. I love that very much. It's a thing that, yes, I can express myself through this. Uh, but um, I wanted something more, even more. Um, sales was a part of uh, uh, my job, but um, again, it was not the the best I had to do. But it helped me in uh, in the coffee industry later, so uh, it was valuable. All right, so you were photographer for four years. Uh, mm -hmm. Could you remember what it was like to be a photographer? Oh, it's very nice. It's very nice, very creative. Uh, I I do this in uh, my daily life uh, even now, uh, but uh, it's more, let's say, my hobby now. You have been working with uh, Nestle for the last three years. Um, could you tell us what do you do daily there? Mm -hmm. Like, what? Why you call it a coffee expert? Mm -hmm. What do you do there? Actually, um, in my responsibilities, uh, I have to do uh, the quality control in the coffee shops uh, or some coffee trials to potential, uh, potential customers, uh, of course, trainings and some other uh, internal uh, projects. But uh, let's say that uh, working as a coffee expert gives me the opportunity to uh, learn more and more about coffee, to get the, the marketing sides, to share my passion about coffee. I think that uh, this, actually, this is the reason that uh, I think that this is the job I have to do, uh, because I can express myself and my passion. Uh, to to make people more, um, let's say, to make them uh, be more close to, to coffee, to understand better how many people have worked for the coffee they they have, to appreciate more about the, the coffee world. So how many cups of coffee do you make every day? I don't really know. I don't really know. Too many. All right. <laughs> too many. Too many. Um, do you remember when you started your coffee career? How did you learn more about coffee how did you did you take some courses or you have a good coach or mentor at that time yes actually i had uh, a trainer uh, and uh, i saw all his passion for uh, what he was saying to me what uh, courses he uh, he went for and uh, all this passed to me and uh, yes it, it played an important role in my my life now. Uh, I think that uh, I had just to work with coffee to understand uh, that this is the thing I have to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Yes, of course, they are influencers and all these things, and my trainer, of course. But uh, when you really get in touch with this, this is the time that you will understand if this thing is for you or not. 
So who are the most inspired person in the coffee community for you? Hmm. Actually, the most inspired person, uh, I think uh, it's my coach, George. He was my coach uh, for the National and the World's Brewers Cup uh, because uh, I think that he's so focused in uh, what he does in uh, the whole world of coffee. Uh, he knows too many things. He knows how to explain these uh, things to you. And uh, I really have him like a guide. Um, so let's talk about your competition experience. How was it to compete on the, you know, the scariest competition in the whole world? What was it like? Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, as an experience, it was like a dream. I mean, I wanted to participate in Brewers Cup from the first time someone showed me a video to see how it is like, how it is the, the competition. Uh, I was just waiting for the right time to do it because I knew that uh, I need a great coaching team first. So as soon as I had um, a slave professional team by my side, uh, George and Jana, as I said before, there was nothing to keep me out of it. Of course, uh, I really couldn't imagine that I will take the first place in Nationals with my first participation, but uh, our hard work uh, gave us this pleasure. And then um, I decided to go for the World Championship uh, with the same coaching team, of course. Um, so together we traveled around the world to bring uh, our extraordinary coffee. We do the whole research together and uh, we went to the world finals. Uh, I would say that uh, most of all, it was a great uh, opportunity for me to grow as a professional, having other professionals by my side. And uh, I think that, um, yes, it really was, it really was a dream. <laughs> I haven't realized it. Uh, Yet. <laughs> That's a lot of work and you cannot do that without a team. A lot of traveling. Yeah, of course. And there are many people behind the team and doing all kinds of specific jobs. When you're on a stage competing, pouring coffee and explaining everything, mm -hmm. the coffee, everything in English. We know that you're, you're, you're great, right? Uh, and yeah. Actually, you study speech and language. Do you think compete in your native language instead of English? Do you think that'll be very different for you? Actually, I'm not sure because uh, we are used to see videos and uh, listen uh, these competitions uh, in English again and again. So let me say that uh, when I tried to say my, my speech in Greek, it was uh, weird. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was not uh, easier. No, not at all. So... Uh, maybe our speech is in English, but you repeat it so many times that uh, even if you don't know the language, <laughs> you will uh, stand up there and say your speech uh, as you have to. Great. Makes sense. Makes sense. You practice a lot and that, that just comes easy. So we have some questions yeah. from the community. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Uh, well, I think that uh, I'm a dog person, but uh, I was an owner of a cat. Okay. <laughs> Are you very <laughs> colory? Uh, my favorite color is, um, let's say, dark red, something like uh, Burundi, 
or Bordeaux. Actually, the color that uh, the ripest cherries have, this color is my favorite. Oh, interesting. And these cherries too. <laughs> all right, all right. And your favorite coffee? Uh, that's not the question. Filter coffee, of course. Filter <laughs> <laughs> What kind of uh, your yes. favorite recipe? <laughs> Uh, well, my favorite recipe depends. It's not something standard. I really love to work with uh, its coffee and uh, find its perfect uh, recipe because, as you may know, everything uh, depends on uh, uh, the coffee you have, the origin, your water, everything. So, yes, it depends. What other hobbies do you have in real life except coffee? Um, okay, actually, um, there is no too much uh, free time, but uh, I like uh, traveling a lot uh, or uh, visiting uh, coffee shops in my town. Uh, I think that uh, the best way to, to see how a culture of a town is, uh, is to walk around and uh, you see the whole city, you enjoy coffees. And uh, this is why I love traveling. Actually, is uh, coffee trips, <laughs> just this. Uh, or even at uh, my town, I like uh, hanging around with friends uh, who own coffee shops and uh, exchange our point of view about what we love the most. Traveling, of course. Any tips for other coffee competitors who are planning to compete? Any tips and advices for those newcomers? <laughs> Number one advice uh, is uh, to get well prepared for the compulsory and uh, never underestimate it. Uh, as my coach used to say to me, um, I have to remember that compulsory gives the final result. So people do this. Uh, it was for me, compulsory was my my a part of my daily uh, training routine and uh, I was training for it uh, as much as I did for my presentation, my open service. It was like uh, the most challenging uh, 35 minutes of the whole competition, uh, even if uh, people think that the most stressful part uh, was the open service. Compulsory is, uh, is very important. That's because you have to be really quick, uh, well organized, to stay focused, pay attention to detail. You have to be really consistent and accurate. Of course, your technical knowledge will help you to be more fast in your decisions. It's something that you need uh, in compulsory and have a more uh, effective uh, time management, let's say. Everybody has to improve uh, Uh, their uh, sensory evaluation skills to be, you know, to, to achieve the desired taste profile. The, these are my, my tips. This is my advice. Uh, never underestimate the compulsory practice. Stay focused. And, uh, of course, uh, love what you do every minute, even if you are <laughs> stressed. So what if we get all the things you just talked about done? We get all things ready, but then... We start getting nervous. What to do? Well, actually, uh, I think that uh, if you are nervous on stage, it is not something that you can control at, uh, at this time. You have to be so well prepared in order not to think of anything while you are there. You have just to say something, to say your speech or in uh, compulsory. You have just 
to do what you are trained to do. Uh, so if you are not well prepared for the compulsory and uh, you are thinking of what uh, what's the next step, uh, then yes, you will get nervous. You, that's why I say that uh, you have to, to train compulsory part as much as you train the, the open service. All right, good tips. So will you compete again very soon? <laughs> I think that not very soon, but uh, I really want to participate again, yes. I really meant it. It was just like a dream. People go participate. <laughs> it's it's perfect. It's perfect. The whole experience. Oh my god. Have you ever imagined that? Okay, next year you become the world champion, and would you compete again after that? <laughs> Or say, okay, that's enough. I'm gonna do something else. Uh, well, actually, I was thinking of it uh, all for all these days because you know it was uh, my first time and. Uh, But as I told you, first at nationals and some place at the world, it was like, wow, is it easier than I thought? Or <laughs> I was so well prepared and all these thoughts. You know, if it is your first time and you are the second in the world, then you start thinking of, okay, so the second time I may be the first. <laughs> I think that uh, I achieved my goal, so it's time to get some rest to focus on other things and uh, research at this time and uh, maybe next year or in two years I will come back again with a new idea and uh, we will see what's going to happen. We really hope that one day and next time we will talk to you, you will be the champion already. <laughs> I will ask some new tips <laughs> from you how to be a world champion. <laughs> <laughs> What I didn't do the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, avoid those mistakes and be a champion. Anything you want to share with our audience, including home brewers, professional baristas, anything you want to share? Yes, I would like to share an experience from the first day at the, at the championship. Uh, actually, just uh, before the second round, uh, I had to be on stage really early at the morning. So I slept at four the last night, uh, had just uh, two and a half hours of sleep because I had to clean and pack everything to the do the last check, etc. Yeah, really. <laughs> so um, we arrive at the exhibition and uh, as planned, I have to do a last capping with my coaches to decide between two or three coffees with minor differences. Um, to find the, the best to go on stage. Um, you know, in such a demanding uh, competition, uh, even uh, the minor detail is important. Uh, so uh, at the same time, uh, my friends uh, prepare my card with all the competitional staff, cups, servers, etc., to be ready for the, for the stage. And um, this is the time I realize what is missing. Can you guess? What is the first thing you need to brew a filter coffee? Just say the first thing. Filter? <laughs> yeah. Really? So, <laughs> yes. I didn't have my filters with me. And it was not just a common paper filter. It was Seabarist filters, which work perfectly with my coffee. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so I ran backstage. I found Nicole, uh, Nicole Badfeld. Uh, because she uh, she was there with uh, her trainee, I was very lucky because she had a trainee too early there as me. Uh, otherwise, 
I don't know. I really don't know. And uh, I was like, oh, Nicole, please tell me that you have Simbari's filters with you. Uh, I was so stressed. And uh, she was like, oh, you're so beautiful. Yes, I have 10 filters with me. <laughs> I was like, hurry up, Nicole, hurry up. <laughs> and uh, okay, I went back. I chose my coffee, the best one. And uh, I won- went on stage. But uh, the reason I want to share this is because... This is the world of coffee we deserve to have. This is the way we have to treat each other. The competitional part has to happen on stage and it is okay, but uh, not in our everyday life. We cannot improve the the coffee world without uh, helping and sharing our passion to each other. So, Nicole, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to this I'm Not A Barista episode. Subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at I Am Not a Barista for more empowering vibes and true coffee stories that connect you with coffee lovers around the world.